Welcome to episode 71 of the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today we have a guest, Bev Feldman. So Bev's entrepreneurial journey began a decade ago, decade, decade ago, (laughs) when she launched her Etsy shop selling her handcrafted jewelry after returning from a five-month backpacking honeymoon around South America with her husband. And after pivoting that into a digital business teaching others jewelry making, she realized that she had the knack for a tech part of email marketing. And since then, Bev launched Your Personal Tech Fairy, a technology management service for coaches and service providers who need help setting up heart-centered automated email sequence that build genuine relationships and connections. Bev loves geeking out on technology, getting online platforms to fit together like a puzzle so her clients can then focus their time and energy on the parts of the business that light them up. Guys, you are in for a treat with this episode because what Bev is teaching all of us, as you listen to this episode, you will realize that you just keep following your passion till you land on what lights you up. It is as simple and as complicated as that. And Bev talks about her journey and how she was able to keep her eyes on her passion no matter when she hit roadblocks or when it felt like the they were just dead ends. She just kept going. It's really amazing to hear her journey. And if you're an entrepreneur, I definitely invite you to listen because it's amazing how she kept going like a like a stream to create whatever she wanted because it fulfilled her. Very inspiring. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology to create long-lasting transformation. And now... I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for you, evolved, overachieving leader who's ready to unlock your highest potential. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. And you can do all of that by just taking aligned actions Tapping into the power of your brain, your inner wisdom, and ancient practices. So stay tuned, folks. I am so delighted you are here. Welcome to the Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today I have a really special guest, Bev Feldman. Bev and I go a long way from when our kids were tiny babies. We met at um, music music something Mm -hmm. for the children, right, Bev? Bev and I also have shared an entrepreneurial journey together as mompreneurs. So it's really fun and exciting for me to interview you, Bev, for this. And what I love about, I'm going to let you introduce yourself um, (laughs) because I think (laughs) you have a really much more amazing way of sharing your story than I do. Um, So let me just start with that. So Bev, tell us a little bit about you and what you do and where you are in life right now. Absolutely. And it's such a pleasure to be here with you, Padma. So I have a business that's called Your Personal Tech Fairy, and it helps 
other small business owners and solopreneurs who want to set up heart-centered email sequences as a way to connect with their audience and build community, but are maybe a little bit either afraid of figuring out the tech or they just don't have the time or energy because they're so focused on the work itself. And so they recognize that this is something that they need to do, but I kind of take that off their plate for them so that they can get that, they can kind of up-level their business to that next point. But this is a relatively new business. I started it, officially launched it in January of 2021, because, you know, middle of a pandemic with a first grader doing Zoom school and moving across town wasn't keeping me busy enough. Decided to start a new business, too, while I was at it. But it was actually... Two entrepreneurial <laughs> Yes. You do have that. Yeah. But you know what? It was actually, like, something I really needed for myself. Because as you know, I've been a business owner for quite a while. And there's been a lot of twists and turns with starting a jewelry business, then where I handcrafted jewelry that I then pivoted into teaching other people jewelry making. I started a blog on eco-friendly living. And through all of that, I realized I actually really enjoy figuring out the tech piece of email marketing. And for me, it's like a fun puzzle, but for a lot of people, it's really not so fun. So, and it gives me an opportunity to connect with other like-minded business owners and to, as a way to support them in growing their businesses. Well, I was going to raise my hand when you said it's not fun. (laughs) Not it's not fun. It's very overwhelming when I Mm -hmm. look at all these automations and it's so, it's crazy. And what I love is that you helped me through that. Like you, these are, these are my emails. Like I crafted them, but you helped me put them all together in this beautiful, literally putting pieces of puzzle together and Mm -hmm. representing me, right? Like this is, I loved how you do that. When you say, you know, you work with heart-centered entrepreneurs, I'm a great example of that. Mm -hmm. So I've been a recipient of your amazing work. But what I wanted to talk about today is your entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And like I've said to you before, too, like entrepreneurial way of life is not for the faint of heart. Like you literally have to follow your passion and follow the, the crumbs, if I may call it that, to mm-hmm. get to where you are today. And you've had a very interesting journey getting to where you are. So can you tell us a little bit about how you came to this place following those crumbs? Yes, absolutely. So I would say my entrepreneurial journey, actually, it began about a decade ago when my husband and I decided to leave our jobs to go backpack around South America. So we took a very untraditional honeymoon. But right before we left, I decided to open an Etsy shop because, you know, six weeks before you're leaving the country for half a year is a really great time to start something new. But that's for you too, right? Like you're (laughs) just like, I'm going to do it and that's it. And you go do it. That is, if anybody is listening, who's, this is one of the nuggets I really want you all to take, take from it. You had an inspiration and you did it without like even thinking too much about it. And that is so amazing. Go ahead, Beth. Yeah, and exactly that. I was like, well, if I'm not going to do it now, then I'll probably never do it. So I might as well just do it. And knowing that I I wasn't thinking I would make any sales, but mostly to say, you know what, I did it. So I don't know that what I thought I was going to do with it upon coming back from this trip, because I think for a while I assumed I would return back to working full time in the field of human services where I had been working before. And kind of in the back of my mind, you know, I started thinking, well, what if I did this 
and just this, or, you know, not go back to a full-time more traditional job, use this master's degree that I had gotten. And what if I try doing this? And I almost feel like I was a little reluctant to say it out loud and to bring it up to my husband. Cause I, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this makes any sense. Like, I don't know any, the first thing about running a business. And I certainly worried about, you know, what, what other people would think like, oh, can I, I can't imagine telling my parents, <laughs> like, I'm going to start a jewelry business now and then be like, great. But they were, they were very supportive of it. So how, Beth, how did you overcome? I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting you because yeah, these are common things that most people struggle with, right? What will people think or what, how am I going to be judged for that? And you overcame it and you did it anyway. So what helped you overcome that? I, you know, I, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly it was that felt like, okay, just, I'm going to do it other than if I don't do it now, when will I do it? It seemed like the perfect time in my life given that my husband and I were knew we were going to start trying to have kids soon. And I figured I'd spent so much of my adulthood, early adulthood, working with other people's children that I'm like, well, it seems kind of silly to pay somebody else to take care of my kids so I can go work full-time somewhere else when I have this background. And granted, working with other people's children and studying about child development is nowhere <laughs> close to working with your own children. But I also realized that like, this was something that I just wanted to do for myself. And it's by no means a judgment about what other people decide. I'm the, I fully support women who work outside the house. I think it should be, you know, and I also realized what a privilege it was for me to, to make this choice. And I realized a, that not all women have that choice and B that, you know, we all make our own decisions. And I think whatever we decide, we know what's best for us and our families and we should support women who make that decision, whatever it is. But I think, so going back to your question about what made me like, how did I finally overcome it? I think it was just, I gotta, if I'm going to do this, I have to say it out loud or I think say it out loud and, and talk to my husband about it and my family members, but also, you know, this, I think, you know, I don't know what the saying is, but like you, we were, it's, we regret the things that we don't try. So if oh I didn't God, try it. Amazing. We yeah, regret like, the things that we don't try. I really want to highlight that. Yeah. Like if I didn't try it, then I'd probably spend a good chunk of my life wondering or and wishing like, oh, like what would have happened if I tried it? And given the transition I was already in, in this, in my life, I, it, it just made sense. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. That's and, it, right? Like I'm just yeah. going to do it that that yeah. is that is often the biggest hurdle people face like oh how am I going to do it you're like no I am just going to do it and you did it yeah and it's not to say there wasn't any like fear and you know worry like uh you know like I said I was worried about am I gonna have the support of my family are they gonna judge me for this and they were very you know everyone just wanted to me to do like what was best for me you know like I Certainly my husband was wondering if I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, would I be fulfilled by doing that? And I was like, well, that's why I want to have a business because I need, for me, I need to balance it out some way. So I did it and it was, I, it's funny because I learned so much from it. I can never build it. I was never able to build it up to the point of success that I jumped about. And every year I was like, hey, this is going to be the year. And every year I was like, just kind of sadly disappointed by 
the business not growing the way I wanted it to. But then along, I also realized that along the way, I also got kind of sidetracked. I got really into blogging to the point where I was blogging like three times a week <laughs> for a few years. And then finally hit a point where I'm like, this is not sustainable. Um, and not, you know, it just felt like a chore. Um, and then, you know, I got into learning about passive income. So I was like, all right, I'm going to write and self-publish a book on this, you know, Busy Mom's Guide to Creativity. And I set this goal, I put it out in the world, and I just did it. So I feel like a lot of this business was getting, at the time, it seemed really sidetracked. But then after I realized that this jewelry business, for a variety of reasons, just wasn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't able to build it up the way I wanted it to. There were certain parts of running a product-based business that just didn't line up with some other really important personal values of mine. And I also really didn't like spending the last quarter of the year so focused on the business. Like both of my kids are were born in the peak part of ha- having a product-based business. One of my kids was born in November and the other one in the beginning of December. So it's really the worst time of year to have kids if you have a product-based business. So that was one thing. Like when it's their birthday, I want to be thinking about their birthday. I love Thanksgiving, you know, history aside that, you know, I could go into Thanksgiving and all the issues around that. But I love that the sense of like we go to my parents' house. We always have a nice family meal with the exception of this past year with COVID. <laughs> like we get together with friends. It's just a, like I really enjoy that time of year. And I didn't want to spend it thinking about selling. I wanted to be focused on the holidays and having this business, unfortunately, pulled me in a direction that I didn't like. So I ended up deciding, well, first it was like, oh. I had, a, I was having this block of like, oh, I've worked so hard to come here. It's like, you know, and I took one economics course in college and we learned about sunk costs. At this point, this business in the way it was, it was a sunk cost for me. It didn't matter how much time I had put into it, how much like sweat and tears and money, it was not going to turn into the business I wanted it to be. And it also didn't align with the lifestyle that I wanted to live. So after talking with a coach who I worked with for a little bit and her kind of digging into that a little bit more and trying to help me understand, well, why is it that I feel that I need to keep doing that, doing it? I decided to ride it out the rest of that year and see how I felt after the holiday season. So I, I finished up the year and decided in January to start this blog I had on eco-friendly living. So this idea had been planted in my head the previous year, but it wasn't the right time. So I started that business and decided, yeah, I'm going to put my jewelry business on the back burner, which of course I never really did because I was just like, I know that's the funny like, thing. It's still running in the background. Yeah. For you. I love that. I love, I love yeah. that you're still making sales from it and you're like still happening, but it's in the background. Yeah. And it's a very different business from what I had had before. But it was one of those things where all the stuff that seemed to, at the time, looked like I was wasting my time doing, like learning about passive income and email marketing and Pinterest marketing and all of this stuff, it kind of gave me these these set of tools that allowed me to switch up that business. I was able to say, see, okay, I don't want to sell jewelry anymore, but I'm already getting a lot of traffic to a couple of these blog posts that teach others about jewelry making. And I'd always told myself before that, like, I have no interest in doing anything with that. But then it was like, 
clicked at some point in the year. I was like, I'm closing up my shop. And then as soon as I closed up my shop, I was it was like a light bulb went off. I was like, oh, well, now I'm going to create a course on jewelry making to teach other people. So I did it. And it's like you said, it still runs in the background, but it's not really where my passion lies. So I feel like, so I started that at the end of 2019. And then 2020, I'm like, okay, you know, like, well, I'll beef it up a little bit. So it's, you know, making, you know, it's generating some income and I'm connecting with my audience and helping people. But again, it never really felt right. And then, you know, March 2020. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, I I want want to really highlight something you're saying, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people miss. So you are not scared of taking risks and just doing something because you had an inspiration or you had this, this idea drop, like whether it's writing a book or whether it was like, like saying, okay, I'm going to do this blog thing, or I'm going to create a course. You just did it without thinking like, is this going to make me money? Is this going to give me the outcome I want? You just did it. And then when mm-hmm. it, when it didn't pan out the way it didn't, it, you wanted it to, you're like, all right, I'm going to pivot. I'm not saying it didn't come with hardships or emotional turmoil, mm-hmm. right? Like we know that, and I've done it too in my own life, but that yeah. is so inspiring. And that is what I think holds most people back because they are like, I don't know the outcome and I want to be certain of the outcome mm-hmm. before I take that step. Yes. And, and I talk to my clients about this too. And, I, and I, I've, I've done pivoting in my life a couple of times at least. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that I love what I, I just wanted to highlight. That's like amazing. You just did it. You just did it. And I'm like, oh, it didn't work. All right, fine. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> Yes, incredible, incredible. Yeah, I like how you frame it because in my head, it's a lot of like, oh, I did this thing and it didn't work again. (laughs) But I feel like, and that, but I I do find myself, I find that I often remind myself that a lot of business owners who, in my mind, are very successful, it took them a long time to get there. And there was a lot of failures along the way, a lot of things that they yes. tried that didn't pan out. And we don't always see that nope. in their journey. You just see what's working right now and you see that success, but you don't see all the years it took them to get to that point. Yes. And all the, the, what we look at, what we might consider meandering or like, you know, pivoting and all that, like we don't see any of that. We only see that. Isn't, isn't what Steve Jobs said, like, um, you can only connect the dots when you look backward back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you said that, but yeah, that makes total sense. Like I look at where I am now and like five years ago, I certainly wouldn't have imagined that I would have a service-based business helping other business owners with their tech. Like I never really thought of myself as being necessarily super tech savvy. And I still don't think I am, but I recognize that I have a certain skill set that other people either think that they're lacking or just need some support on. And that's really, I think, what having a business is. It's not feeling or it's not being that person for everyone, but being able to help the people that you, you're just, I'm not going to say this well, but that there are a certain subset of people that we can help. And those are the people that we are meant to help. Not everyone. Like there's certainly lots of people that I am not going to be able to help with who certainly know more than I do when it comes to this, but I can help those people. Like there's a lot of people I can still help. 
And that, and that's perfect. And those are the people I want to work with anyway. That's perfect. That's perfect. And, and that, that's it. You're speaking to your tribe Mm -hmm. and that's it. And they, and that's your focus. And, and when you help them, they help so many other people. You've helped me like, you know, I'm just an example of that. I'm just using myself as an example, because when, when you, when you know what you're, what you're good at, and that's what you did. Like, oh, this is this is what gives me that energy and that passion. This this feels good, and I'm going to go after it. You did it. Yeah, exactly. It took it took me many years, <laughs> lots of walks down the wrong trail to get there. But you know, I'm here, and, that's and now it, that, though, no. Bev, like I think that is it. So, like you said, like successful people, it's not a straight line. There's a <laughs> lot of curves and turns and U-turns and backward turns and like flips. And we don't see <laughs> any of that, but you did it. You didn't give up. And that is what is so inspiring. And of course, like I said, like I'm sure there was emotional turmoil and mm. like, you know, many, I, I know it. Like I have so many cries in the showers about like, oh my what God, the hell so am many. I doing? And like, why is this not working? And you know, I want to just yeah. do what I want to do and to help people. And like, why is it not work? All those things, but you stuck with it. So what allowed you to stick with it? I think just internalizing this idea that I am an entrepreneur and I was, it took me a long time to get to that point. Like when I started my business, I was like, it took me a while to say, okay, I'm a jewelry designer. And then when I got into blogging, it took me a while to say, okay, I'm a blogger. And it took me an even longer time to to like embrace and own that title of entrepreneur. And I feel like it's like you drink the entrepreneur Kool-Aid and you're like in it. You're like, I'm never leaving this. So even though I couldn't get those businesses to work and to bring me the financial freedom that I wanted and not to say that, you know, I'm still in a very early phase of building up this business. But once I like started to own this title of entrepreneur, I was like, I'm going to make this work. I am not going back to working full time again outside the house. And not because I don't think there's value in that. And I just like this lifestyle. I like trying to figure things out. I like that doing this gives me permission to learn, like I'm such a, I'm such a, a nerd. I love learning for the sake of learning, and I can do that. And not to say you can't do it when you work, you know, again a full time job. That's, but you have a little. In my opinion, a lot of times you don't have quite the same freedom because you're still, you know, you have a boss or whoever. But I, <laughs> I mean, I get to make, you know, I'm all obviously I do have some limitations in terms of like, I'm not just gonna spend money I don't have <laughs> on learning. But it gives me a little more freedom and flexibility. And also part of that is having that freedom and flexibility as a parent. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know, when you drink the entrepreneurial Kool-Aid, I, can, I haven't worked for anybody. I mean, when I think back, like I've never worked for anybody. It's like pretty oh, wow. amazing. Like it's, I haven't connected the dots like that, but it's right. I, I don't think I can ever work for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not to say I had great experiences. Like my the last full time job I had, my boss was amazing. Like she, I learned so much from working with her. She really, you know, she she was just such a she was so good at at managing and being a good boss. I think just where I am right now that I just want something different. 
Exactly. Right. And for me, like freedom is one of my top values. And I didn't know that back then, like after I finished graduate school and I was like, oh, I'm going to go work in a clinic as a, as, a, as a psychotherapist. But like somehow private practice just opened up and I just went for it. But like you, right, it, it never I never thought too much about like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do this. But I think the hardest piece for me was letting go of my therapy license at some mm. point, because like like you, like we oh, I put in so much effort into this. Now I have to have this. I have to keep it on. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. And it's even better. That's exactly what you're saying. Like when you follow your passion, like things open up, even if it's mm-hmm. harder, you, you find a way to make it work. And yes. I love that about how you've done this. Thanks. So any words of wisdom for someone who is like, you know, on the in their entrepreneurial journey and like struggling or like they don't know what they're doing and they know that there's something better for them out there? Yeah, I mean... That's such a good question. I wish I had a good answer for it, but I would say listen as best as you can to what your gut is telling you. I think sometimes we try to force ourselves into certain directions, even though something inside of us is saying that's not right. Like I did a lot of freelance writing for many years. And while like I'm pretty good at it and I got to a lot, certainly a number of companies had hired me. It wasn't anything I was ever super excited or passionate about, but I kept doing it. I'm like, well, it's, you know, good money. And last year's I was trying to figure out what I want to do. And I was like, should I pursue more in, in, in freelance writing and do more content marketing for companies? And I was always like, eh. and I did do some of it last year, but it was never like, even though I, you know, I had this experience, I had a good network where I probably could have turned it into something more like something inside of me was just new. Like, that's not what you want to do. And when I kind of stumbled into helping other people with the tech part of their email marketing, it was just like, it clicked. It's like, Oh, of course, like, this is what I want to do. Like I always loved math growing up. Math by far was my favorite subject. And I think for me, part of the reason I liked math so much, it was, there was a definitive answer. Either I got the problem right or I didn't. And if I didn't get it right, then I had to go back and figure out where, like where I messed up. And so like for me, you know, doing math homework, I was like, okay, I've got these 20 problems to do. I've done them. I got the answers. Great. I'm done with that. Versus writing like a history paper or an English paper. I was like, well, I wrote this paper theoretically it might be done or theoretically I could just keep editing it over and over and over. Like there was no clear sign (laughs) that it was done or not. And it's that way when I do freelance writing, well, I think this article is good. Could it be better? Maybe, I don't know. But like with what I do with the email marketing, with the automation, either the automation works or it doesn't work. And I love that. And I know not everyone thinks that way and doesn't, people don't, their brains aren't, going to like naturally naturally figure out where the holes are versus me I'm like oh it didn't work let me go in and figure out where where it went wrong and I get kind of excited about it obviously I prefer for it works right the first time but I don't mind going back and figuring out where I went wrong yeah as they say right when you run a business numbers speak numbers are what you can truly truly rely on right Mm -hmm. and so you help with that and and email marketing is the way to go when you run a business. And so 
I love that you know you are so good at that and it works really well for people like me who know <laughs> who look at numbers and go like I don't know if I want to deal with this thing. <laughs> yeah. And I also realize my own limitations with that. Like, you know, I tell people what I do and I I I make it very clear, a couple of things that I I'm not a copywriter, so I'm not going to write your emails for you. I will, you know, provide you some guidance and I'll happily edit them. Uh, you know, to just like tighten things up, make sure there's not a glaring grammatical error, but I'm not the right person for that. I am same with like I'm not going to design your emails because I'm not a designer. Like, again, I can help you, but like, but I think, you know, I also feel like with entrepreneurial entrepreneurship, it's can be a little easy to find yourself saying, well, trying to fit yourself into what other people need from you instead of just being like, you know what, that I'm not the right person to do that. But, you know, either you send them off to someone who is or that's hope or, you know, but I think and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I can do something that I, I know that it's not, I'm not the best person for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was really very inspiring, but like, I, I know I've heard your journey before, but like just to put it all together in this way. And, and I am hoping that the listeners and you listener can if you are in that place like just follow your passion and keep going till you find your your niche right like your very mm -hmm. your mental land and like I, I love what you said like so many people when they look at the final product they don't see all the work that's gone in the background yes. and there is a lot of meandering for most of us before we land in that this is what I'm here to do right and so yes. that's amazing amazing so where can people find you and please tell us about bev goes green as well because i a lot of my listeners are um, very eco-friendly and conscious of the environment so please yeah absolutely so for anything related to my business your personal tech fairy you can find me on my website which is your personal tech fairy.com fairy with an f-a-i-r-y right i'll, I'll post you in the link too yeah. yes yes and then for instagram i'm i've all the social media I'm most active on Instagram. So that's at your dot personal tech fairy. And then for Bev goes green, my website is bevgoesgreen.com. And same thing for Instagram. It's at Bev goes green. So I'm, I'd love to connect with people. Feel free. If you connect with me after listening to this podcast, please message me and I will gladly message you back. Fabulous. And I'll post the links for both the both your personal tech fairy and Bev goes green. I love Bev goes green too, because you like write blogs on eco-friendly living. Yes. Eco-friendly living specifically for families when <laughs> we feel like there's so much wastage that happens with kids, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Bev. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to share your wisdom and thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Padma. It's been such a pleasure to be here. I know. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I have a request for you. If you found value, chances are that your friends and family will too. So if you can leave a positive review on iTunes, it will help reach so many more people. And if you have any topics or questions you would like me to feature, please send them to support at PadmaAli.com. And lastly, 
Please share your takeaways and breakthroughs with me on Instagram at Padma Ali. Thank you so much for tuning in. 